0: Welcome to the Building an Unstoppable Organization podcast where we help you solve internal issues related to leadership, teamwork, and culture so that your company's productivity and engagement can soar. I'm your host, Tom Clay, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark Tuvel and Mike Schubert. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, Tom. Good to be here. Yeah, Tom, Mark, it's great to join you again today.
0: Mark, have you ever stepped into a situation where it was obvious to you that the proverbial emperor had no clothes?
2: Yeah, there's been a number of cases or examples, but one that comes to mind was an executive team meeting that I was helping to facilitate. And we were digging into into what trust looks like in a team and the issue of conflict and the need to resolve conflict well in a healthy way to build commitment And as we talked about that, it became clear that um, people were hesitant to speak up about the the team lead's emotional responses to conflict. And it came up in some of the smaller discussions and it was so clear that it bothered everyone, but this, this team lead wasn't seeing the impact of that. And so we were able to bring it up and address it. And he was amazed at, not that he was doing it, it was not a blind spot of his anger that was coming out or or the emotions that were coming out when conflict arose what struck him was the impact of that on the other mm. team members so it was a blind spot on the impact and that's mm. where i've noticed blind spots tend to show up on more seasoned leaders that's a
0: that's a good story and and that captures the essence of what we're trying to get to today. We want to tackle the issue of leaders with blind spots and what to do about it. But before we get to what to do about it, if we think about blind spots, everyone has them. So why do we focus so much on leadership blind spots? Why do you think that deserves so much
1: attention? Yeah, when we think about um, leadership uh, and leaders in particular, You know, leaders do set the tone and set the direction for the team. And when leaders are leading, and we all do with blind spots, uh, the problem is everyone else sees them. And if we don't address them, then it does have a kind of a, a pull on the team and the environment we're trying to create. So basically we want an environment where feedback is, um, built in where feedback, especially from the leader, is being requested um, so that those blind spots uh, can be reduced. But building a culture of feedback is one that does take time because it has to be built on trust. Um, so, yeah, really important for leaders to lead by example in this way. I think
0: there's a quote that said that leadership is like leverage. And so it it has a it increases the results, whether those are positive or negative. And so if there's a blind spot there, it's going to have a larger impact on the team or organization than if, than the blind spots that are further down the chain of command. Uh, Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, So let's, let's look at this from a number of different perspectives. If we think about the leader himself, let's say there's a leader listening to this podcast how How would you know if you have blind spots as a leader? How would you even know to begin with? Yeah, I think it's helpful for all of us
2: just to assume that we do have blind spots there's things we can't see there's things we can't we don't realize about how we're leading and the impact of that. So I think if we start with that baseline it's it's a good place to begin um, The second thing would be just. No, recognizing blind spots, I think, comes as we do seek that feedback and seek that input from others and making sure we do have feedback loops in place. If we, if we don't have any of those, it will be very difficult to recognize
0: any blind spots at all. Yeah, and I'm hearing this idea of feedback coming up more and more. So why is, why is feedback such a difficult thing? If that's one of the main ways of discovering blind spots, why is it that that's so hard?
2: Yeah, I mean, ego is one, one aspect. We all have an ego and it sometimes hurts to receive feedback that's constructive. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. I would say as well, people are concerned or they hold back. They're hesitant to give feedback as well because they're concerned it will ruin the relationship or hurt, hurt the mm-hmm. other person that they're sharing it with. So it's just not a common thing, unfortunately it should become much more commonplace I think in our day-to-day work.
1: Yeah, one thing that uh, as we're talking here, I'm thinking about um, in automobiles and the feedback that um, the automobile companies are designing into um, the the different uh, cars these days basically to uh, minim- minimize risk. Um, and we all know the term blind spot is used in driving, right? There's that blind spot where you're looking in all your mirrors and you still don't see that vehicle coming. And if you turn in or or, or uh, try to change lanes, there's going to be disaster. Uh, but recently, they now have alerts either on your dashboard or on the side mirrors, that if someone is in your blind spot, there's a light that that lights up. So you see that even though you don't see uh, the actual car. And I think as we talk about building feedback loops or uh, building a culture where people feel safe to share these things, it's just like those automobile manufacturers who are creating these early warning systems. So, you know, whatever it is, I think leaders need to think, how do we create an an environment where we have some early warning leading indicators that will say, well, this is a blind spot. You may not know what it is. You may have to just like a person driving has to look over their shoulder uh, to see what it it is. You're going to have to engage, but there can be some of these early warning Um, systems in place. And and that can be through technology, that can be through one-on-one conversations. There's a lot of ways that you can begin to uh, engage this problem.
0: What if my pushback as a leader is, hey, you know what, things have worked out for me pretty well so far. Why should I care so much about being proactive to identify these blind spots? Maybe I'm doing okay just as is. What would you guys say to that? Yeah, I would say you're, you're succeeding out of your
2: strengths and the things you do well, and in spite of those blind spots, not because of them. And so imagine what could happen if we could release some of those or
0: deal with some of those, how much
2: more impact could we have?
0: Mike, you've been talking about a culture of feedback. Why don't we unpack that a little bit more? What does it take to develop a culture of feedback in an organization?
1: Yeah, it, again, it begins with the top because uh, you're going to have to model it. Um, but it begins not just with the negative or the critical constructive feedback, um, but it also um, is, is talking about the positive. And so one thing that we seek to do in, in our own company is you have uh, Plus Delta sessions after every sort of meeting, event, and we just say, hey, what went well Um, and what needs to improve? And again, those are opportunities to look at things objectively and and to say, we all can be more effective. Um, So that's one tool, but you, you need to embed it in your daily operations. Yeah, so it sounds like there's
0: intentional moments like a 360 review uh, or a specific meeting that it was set up, set up to give feedback uh, that, that's very kind of official and intentional in that way. But it sounds like then there's also these almost casual, uh, on the go, on the run, right after a meeting, what's a quick plus delta, what do you think went well, what could we do better, uh, that makes it uh, not be so heavy all of the time and people feel more free to give it here and there. Um, so yeah, that's some interesting ways to develop a culture, both in an official and, uh, in a casual way. Mark, would you add anything to this idea of building a culture where feedback is welcomed? Yeah, I think the real time
2: feedback is so crucial. And so, as Mike said, modeling it from the top is key. So, being intentional in meetings, large meetings to give that feedback um, provided that it's of course appropriate but the positive feedback and sometimes constructive feedback so that you're modeling it is key. The plus Delta components is great because you can bake it into your meeting structure. So it's something you just bake it in. It's part of your agenda. Everyone does it, it only takes three to four minutes so those types of small things, it becomes a system and a process which,
0: which makes it natural. Yeah, so it sounds like as a leader, we should assume that we have blind spots. We should be proactively seeking feedback and developing a culture in our organization where feedback happens, is welcomed, um, and people are free to do that. Let's look for a moment from the perspective of a follower or, or someone who is reporting to a leader Um, As a follower, how do you know if what you're seeing in your leader is just you or whether it really is a blind spot for the leader and what should you do about it?
2: Yeah, I think if it's a repeated behavior, then there's a good chance it's a blind spot. And as as with the story I shared at the beginning, it's probably not a blind spot on the actual behavior itself. They may recognize they're doing it but they may not recognize the impact of that on you or the team or the organization. So they're blind to the negative effect of that. And so it might be really, really valuable for them to recognize the larger impact. So I would encourage people to lean into that and to lean into those conversations. Obviously there's risk with giving feedback to your boss and hopefully they've opened themselves up to that, which makes it much easier but I think you can start with something simple, start with something that's not so dangerous and see how he or she responds. And hopefully that can start a conversation that you can even go
0: deeper into. It might even need to be feedback about how they receive feedback <laughs> if it didn't go well that, that first time. Mike, as you think about from the perspective of a follower, is there anything that you would add in terms of how to think about giving feedback to a manager?
1: Yeah, I think whenever you do give feedback, you have to, um, ask for permission. Um, you got to make sure that they're ready to receive the feedback. And even when you give it to your boss or a colleague, uh, so you let them know and you say, Hey, I have something that I've observed that I'd, I'd love to share with you. Is it okay if I share that now or, or tomorrow in our meeting? Um, and if they say no, uh, or not, I'm not ready for it, respect it. Um, but uh, I've never I've, I, I think always have been able to, um, you know, have people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Um, but it's good to ask for permission. And then number two, um, be specific when you share. Um, sometimes people like to be very vague and that's usually not helpful. So be specific if you have a concrete example like yesterday in the meeting when you did this and you fill in the blank, this was the impact it had on our discussion. It really shut us down. And I'd like you to um, think about, you know, maybe leading with more questions because that's gonna be more effective to keep the dialogue open and it'll get uh, the best thinking out on the table, for example. So help them see um, the impact and also how to be more effective when when you're sharing feedback. I think another way to make sure feedback
0: is received well is that it shouldn't be the only time that a leader hears from you is when you have feedback on how they could do something better or maybe a blind spot that they have. So, you know, they talk about a feedback sandwich where you say something positive and then give the feedback and with something positive. I think if that's only done in a small conversation, it, can, it may not land very authentically but if as you observe your leader and you see them do things well throughout the course of time and you affirm that and you say, hey, that was really good how you did that, uh, that begins to build an uh, um, amount of trust and affirmation and, and honesty so that they know when you come to them with something negative, uh, they know that you're on their team, on their side, in a sense, and they're more willing to, to receive that. Let's take a look at uh, from a more senior leadership perspective so let's say like head of the organization uh, and when you're looking at one of your leaders within the organization let's say one of your best leaders who you really need has some blind spots that you see Uh, but maybe you're afraid of addressing them because of how critical that leader is to the company and you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot in a sense so how should you think about it from that level
2: yeah, I think sometimes we're hesitant to lean into those because we give that person more rope because they are succeeding, they're performing, but we don't count the costs to the rest of the team and the rest of the organization of their behavior. And it really, really can impact others much more than we think. And secondly, so when we ignore it, we, we don't do our team a service, but secondly, we don't give that, we don't, we're not doing that person's service either. We're not caring for them well when we ignore these things. Because care really means we lean into these things, we help them grow, we help them develop. So as leaders, I think we need to lean into these. We need to take that initiative and have those difficult conversations. And when we do that, they'll have the strength, our team will have the strength that to, do, to do that with their teams. When they see us ignoring things, then they can easily
0: ignore things as well. So you really, set the standard of behavior from that position. And what you do will echo throughout the whole organization. Uh, here uh, with our consulting group, we've worked with a lot of clients in helping their leaders address things like blind spots. Mike, when you think about some of the different interventions we've done with clients, what are some of the methods that you've seen that were most effective in addressing blind spots
1: in, uh, with key leaders? Well, I definitely think our executive coaching uh, helps because during that process uh, we do a three hundred and sixty um, assessment, and it's not just you know a questionnaire, but we we follow up with uh, direct interviews, and with that you're able to kind of compile and 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 show trends or patterns or behaviors uh, where the um, individual leader can work on. And the other thing that we do through that executive coaching is we encourage the leader to uh, establish a a key group of stakeholders where they're asking for feedback uh, on a monthly basis on specific goals. And they're saying, hey, I need you um, to help me grow in these areas. And so you're inviting uh, them to give feedback kind of whenever, but you're also specifically on a monthly basis, reaching out and saying to your stakeholders, you know, I've been working on this um, goal. How am I doing? Uh, What have you seen? What can I do to be more effective? And we found that process has been very good, especially for those leaders who lean in and uh, are intentional to ask uh, for feedback.
0: So it sounds like it's a combined effort of getting both external inputs from the their stakeholders, and having a coach facilitate that process in helping that person work through those things. Mark, what would you add to this aspect of uh, effective ways of dealing with leaders blind spots?
2: Well, I love the stakeholder idea, as Mike shared, and we've done that with a number of clients, and there's been a number of them who've repeated it. The leader appreciated it so much that they without us being involved initiated it with their teams. So their team who was leading other teams, other, other team members engaged in a stakeholder process with them as well. So there really was some organizational lift and an establishment of a feedback culture in the organization. So I've found that's key. Some of the things we've mentioned before, the plus delta is a simple thing you can do, attack it on the end of meetings, We've with a number of our facilitation of executive teams have initiated feedback sessions in those sessions which have been very valuable where they sit down face-to-face one-on-one with other team members and share what's on their heart, share some of the strengths they see, share some of the areas they believe they can grow in. And many times those moments have been the most impactful moments of the whole offsite or the whole, the whole session. So those are just a few things that that we've seen work well.
0: Thanks, guys. It sounds like as an individual leader, we need to assume we have blind spots and take action. We need to build a culture of feedback. As an observer, we need to take the courage to speak up and address these things with people as and when we see them. And as an organizational leader, we need to not let things slide. We need to lean in and take meaningful risk uh, with our key leaders. Well, thanks again for listening to the Building an Unstoppable Organization podcast, where we help you solve internal issues related to leadership, teamwork, and culture so that your company's productivity and engagement can soar.